In February of, of 1943, the American forces met the Axis forces, the, the German and Italian forces, for the first time in battle in Africa, in North Africa. And sadly, it was a defeat for the Americans. We lost in part because our soldiers were inexperienced and they were facing a, a veteran enemy force. That wasn't the only reason why we lost. If that was, it would have been understandable. Now, the leadership, some of the commanding officers, simply weren't very good. And this was seen in the fact that the Army wasn't that organized. There were organizational and communication problems. Some of the equipment wasn't up to snuff. And so, in short, these soldiers, inexperienced though they were, they weren't prepared for combat. And as a result, the Army, they uh, instituted some sweeping changes. They replaced commanders. They shuffled around the organization. They improved the equipment. And eventually, the, the North African campaign, and indeed the Second World War, was won. The battle, which is called the Battle of Kazarine Pass, is an example of the need to be prepared, especially in, in a combat situation. And I mention it because today, as we begin Lent, as we begin this season of, of prayer and penance, the church warns us against being unprepared for the spiritual combat that is the Christian life. And we began this holy season of Lent by calling to mind military imagery, though it, it would have been easy to overlook that. In our opening prayer, in the collect of the Mass for Ash Wednesday, we prayed, Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. So obviously the prayer speaks of a spiritual battle against evils. It petitions God to arm us with the spiritual weapons of self-restraint. And then it speaks of Lent as a campaign of Christian service. Like the North African campaign was a long uh, military operation within a war. The church uh, calls Lent a campaign of Christian service. So why does the church begin with, with the image of combat and war? Why do we begin Lent with these images? I think the simple answer is that the Christian life is a life of, of spiritual combat, that we have an enemy who's very cunning and very experienced and wants to bring about our downfall, and we see him at work in our first reading and our gospel. And we see the devil tempt our first parents very successfully in the book of Genesis. He tempts them with half-truths, with lies outright, and by sowing doubts, and they fall. But then we see the opposite in our gospel. We see Jesus go out into the desert, undergo temptation, and where Adam failed, where Adam was defeated, he succeeds, he is victorious. Christ is the new Adam who undoes the failing of that first Adam. And really, we could see this victorious um, time of Christ in the desert as the beginning of his campaign to overthrow the slavery of sin and the dominion of the devil. This campaign that will culminate with his great victory that will be won, the definitive victory that will be won by his cross 
in resurrection. Satan's rebellion, which was doomed from the start, even more so after Christ rose from the grave, um, nonetheless, nonetheless, he still seeks to ruin souls. He still seeks to ruin souls, our souls, others, and so this battle, it's, it's not something we can sit out. You know, St. Thomas Aquinas gives four reasons why Christ permitted himself to be tempted by the devil. Um, he says that Christ permitted it to strengthen us, uh, to show us that a victory is possible, to give us this example, uh, to inspire us with merciful confidence that he knows what it's like uh, to be tempted, so to inspire us with confidence in his mercy, I should say. But the one I want to really zero in on is to warn us, to warn us that in this life we will face the assaults of the devil, and by that I mean we will be tempted. You know, something interesting that Aquinas points out is that Jesus wasn't tempted until after he was baptized. And he saw in this, um, he saw in this a warning for us that once we are baptized, it's as if we're marked men and women, so to speak. We have been freed from original sin. We have become an adopted son or daughter of God. And now we have a target on our back. And so we need to be prepared. You know, one of the perennial temptations in the Christian life is, I guess we would call it spiritual complacency or lukewarmness, this idea that I just want to do the minimum to get by. We can all fall into this from time to time, and Lent is given to shake us out of this complacency, this lukewarmness, to remind us that the Christian life is a battle, a spiritual combat. Whether we like it or not is besides the point, we must not be caught unprepared because our souls and the souls of our loved ones are at stake. And so we must follow our Lord's lead. We must take up the spiritual weapons of prayer and fasting. Prayer, what, what's so important about prayer? Prayer is a conversation with the Lord, speaking and listening to him. You know, I think the image one of the images I really like for prayer, it actually comes from Matthew's Gospel, uh, from chapter 14, when Jesus is walking on the water. Jesus is God. He can do miracles like that. But Peter, who's very much a fallible human being, also then comes out of the boat and walks on water, as long as his gaze is focused on Christ. When we pray, our gaze is focused on Christ and we can do anything. Nothing's impossible for us. We can, he can do all things through us. But Peter doesn't keep his gaze on Christ. He begins to grow worried about the storm, the winds, the waves, and he begins to sink. He cries out, Lord, save me, and, and, and Jesus does that. This points to the temptation that we face with prayer, to let the anxieties of the world, the cares of the world, think bring us to the point that we think we're too busy for prayer, that our concerns are so crushing we don't have time every day to gaze at Christ. That's the mistake. That's the temptation that we have to fight. Because if we keep our gaze on Christ, Satan can't touch us. Fasting. What's fasting? Fasting is denying ourselves something good so that we can receive something better from God. And typically, we think of fasting as, as denying food. 
and it is that, but it can be anything. Um, it can be our devices, it can be our games on our phone, it can be Netflix, uh, whatever we think is, is monopolizing our time that we need to detach ourselves from, that's a good thing from fasting, a good thing to fast from. Fasting is not dieting. Fasting is not dieting. Our culture is a little bit obsessed with dieting and with image and all that stuff. Uh, fasting is a spiritual tool, a spiritual weapon. We might lose a few pounds, but the point of fasting is not uh, to lose weight. The point of fasting, denying food, is to empty ourselves so that we can receive the good things God wants to give us. And a second benefit of fasting is that it strengthens us against temptation because we get in the habit of saying no to our desires, to our appetites. We get in the habit of saying no to maybe a desire that's, that's taken a little bit too much control of our life. Prayer and fasting, that's the game plan, so to speak, Christ gives us in the gospel. If we embrace these weapons, we'll be prepared for the spiritual combat that is the Christian life. So let's follow our Lord's lead. Let's take this Lent seriously and engage in prayer and fasting and almsgiving so that come Easter we can share all the more completely in our Lord's victory over the grave.